0: Music
1: Hello earbuds, this is Hannah Hart. One of two Hannahs coming to you from your radio sounds place, speakers, you know, etc. This week on a very special episode of Hannah Lies This, we're going to be taking a look back. Can you believe that this is the end of the second year of this amazing program? And you have been our amazing supporters all seasons long. Hooray. So as an extra special thank you, we will be going through some of our favorite episodes of Hanalyze This and uh, reliving them for your enjoyment. And then next week, we'll wrap it all down by talking about the year, nay, decade that it's taken us to get here. Man, I can't believe it's about to be a decade in review. I don't feel like we've ever done this before. I can't remember ever once acknowledging that a decade has passed until 2020. Have you? Let me know in the Tweets, you know, on the internet. Anyway, uh, please enjoy these episodes uh, as much as we enjoyed making them. <gasps> Welcome to season two Yeah, yeah, we're back again. We're gonna dive right into it, guys. We're gonna pick up with the pressing question that we left off with last week, which is:
0: If you were turned into a cat, how would you let your loved ones know? Oh, God, such a good question. right? Man. And uh, uh, you know. I've been thinking about this question since like 2012. Mm. I mean, there's a couple options, right? Okay. There's like the... I mean, I just don't... I, well, I'm... there's also, there's just so many factors. It's like, where do you come to as a cat? Are you in the home of your family? Are you out in the wilderness somewhere? Do you have
1: to like ring the doorbell magically somehow? I think it starts with you... So wherever you were at the time, okay. right? So like, let's say you're like about to enter your house. You like put the keys in the door. You open the door turned into
0: a cat. (gasps) Okay. I like that. Okay. So see, I was going to say, well, what I would do is I would go to my loved one who would obviously be on their computer and sit on the keys. And then I was like, every cat Cat does does that. that.
1: I know. (laughs) I was thinking, okay, the way I'd let them know is I'd have to get their attention. I'd knock something over.
0: Every cat does that. You're right. You know what? Okay. You know what I would do? I would sit on their lap and I would like stand on my hind legs and put my paws on On their their shoulders. shoulders. And then I would put my nose on their nose. And I would be like, meow, 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 meow,
1: meow, 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 Oh my God. But <laughs> what if when you sit? <laughs> that's like you cry for help. Meow, 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 meow. And they'd be like, whoa.
0: This- Where'd this cat? <clears throat> <laughs> Where'd this cat come from? And I'd be like, meow,
1: meow, 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 meow. Okay, that's good. What would what would you do? I think what I would do. I'm trying to think of something a cat wouldn't do, because right now I'm freaking out that maybe my cats are humans that have been turned into cats, because they do all these things. But I think what I would do is I would pick up a piece of paper with my mouth, drag it, and then I would go pick up a pen, and then I would show that I'm trying to write, and then they'd be like, are you trying to write? And then I would just stare into their eyes, and then nod, and then they'd probably scream, and... Uh, that's the hardest part, I guess, yeah. is after you've been turned into a cat. How do your loved ones not just be
0: like, demon? You know, that's really smart, dude. That's really smart. I was thinking you could also, if you're in your own home, you can like go to objects that are very much like your objects Ooh. or like that make the person you love think about you. Uh-huh. So like if I was at home, <laughs> I would go to my banjo and I would start to start with the banjo with my little kitty paw. Oh, right? Or yeah. I could go up to my like Sailor Moon shelf and be like, <laughs> yeah. mew,
1: mew, 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 mew. Or I could go uh, to where we keep all our sex toys <laughs> and just lay on top of them like, why?
0: Yeah, yeah I think these are really effective strategies. Yeah. I mean, there is the inevitable. There'll... Your first few tries will probably not go
1: through. I mean, humans are really accustomed to ignoring the needs of cats, you know, and you kind of have to after oh, a while. What a heartbreaking sentence. Like uh, it's this. true, though. <laughs> You know, so in Tulsa, and I'm actually wearing the sweatshirt I bought in Tulsa because it was so freaking cold Um, in Tulsa. I went to this incredible place called Kitchen 66, and it's it's a test kitchen incubator. So basically, it's like it's like, uh, you know, like a central market kind of station kind of thing where it's like a bunch of different mini restaurants and like a bunch of little pop up restaurants all together in a big food hall but they allow people to use the kitchens and to test out their business ideas. So for instance, if we lived in Tulsa and we wanted to do Hannah's hummus, that's where we would go. Is we'd be like, hey, oh my our, god, submission. We want to try out Hannah's hummus, yada, yada. Let's mm-hmm, see how we do. Mm-hmm, and then basically mm-hmm. you go through the incubation program and then once you're through it, they're like, hey, look, you're selling food left and right. You can make enough money to get out there and get you know your business started. Anyway, it's mm-hmm. this amazing, amazing thing. But in this food hall, I saw someone eating Uh, What appeared to be Nashville style hot chicken, which is a cayenne pepper breaded, just chicken masterpiece, you know? Uh So I was like, I told one of the people I was there with, can you get me some of that because it's going to be after 9 p.m. when I stop. Basically, I just want to make sure I'm leaving with hot chicken. So the person that worked at Kitchen 66 was like, well, you know, it's really hot. So how hot do you want it? And I was like, ha 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 ha. Here we are in Oklahoma. My California elitist tongue can handle any spice. And I was like, I'll take it your hottest. Yeah. And then she was like, it's really hot. And I was okay. like, okay, I'll take one level down from your hottest. See,
0: yeah. Oklahoma is not Minnesota.
1: It's almost the South. I think it's be above fair. New Mexico, too. It's above Texas. and te- It's above Texas. Is it 100% above Texas? Damn, Texas is big.
0: Yeah, because it's like, it fits. The little a, panhandle. A, you know, oh, that, yeah. That-
1: yeah, so should have thought of that. <laughs> it's not Minnesota at all. I go, I have a great day. I meet some amazing people. Many hugs. I met probably the oldest fan of my work I've ever met. She was in her late 70s. Oh, that's so cool. And she was like, I love what you do. I love you uh, girls online. Ha, ha. I think she just has a great <laughs> sense of humor. She was great. And I was like, thank you. Who are you. And who's this book for? And she was like, for me, Betsy or whatever her name was. I was like, so you're here on your behalf. I didn't oh say that my I was like, Oh my God. What a punk rock lady in her 70s. So fucking rad. Anyway, so it was a wonderful, wonderful time. We finished. I finished the signing. It's like 9.30, 10. Get back to the hotel. Oh, and as we leave, we pick up the chicken. And I got to tell you, like, it smelled amazing. And we were so Starving. This was one of the harder legs because it was pretty back-to-back from the flight. So I really hadn't eaten a meal that day. You know, I was kind of running off of coffee and kind bars. You know what I mean? Um, so we're like, ooh, let's not start eating it now. Let's just take it back to the hotel. And I'm thinking like, wow, I cannot wait to just be alone in my hotel room and just be like so disgusting with this chicken because I'm just alone. <laughs> In a hotel room, I could just be like eating it with my hands, just like, ah, you know, that just like, yeah. like when you're alone and you have cheese and you're like, I'm just going to eat a block of cheese. That's, that's Or when me. You ha- you're have
0: you alone and you have like a burrito and then you just turn into a dog <gasps> in the street. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yes. So I'm thinking it's going to happen like that. And I'm so happy. Be- it, it just smells amazing. I mean, we're sitting inside the car and the whole car is just like fried chicken, crispy, hot. And they've got like potato wedges. It's just going to be great. I get to the hotel room. I'm so ready to eat this chicken. I take off my clothes and put on my robe. Oh, dang. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was like, okay, going to fucking eat this chicken. Maybe I'll wipe yeah. a little on myself and pass out. Like, who knows? Because I'm also yeah. jet lagged because I was still earlier ahead in the time zones.
0: Yeah. You know what? But even better is if you were sitting in the bathtub and decided to eat it.
1: <laughs> I mean, like I was just a step away, you know, but yeah. I don't know if there was a bathtub at this particular hotel. I can't remember. Anyway. So do you like how I really considered that? I was like, hmm, yes. I could have filled the <laughs> bathtub with pillows, not water. Anyway, I open up a box and it's three just gorgeous, succulent chicken breasts with mm-hmm. breaded, mm-hmm. fried like perfectly. And there's like a blue cheese kind of like dip. And like another, like, you know, what I presume to be their hot sauce dip. I take a bite and I explode. It is the fucking hottest <laughs> thing I've ever. <laughs> I took one bite and the ring of my mouth got swollen. Like it was oh like. Oh my God. It was like, you picture in your mind, eye that little anime character that's like eating a hot soup. And then they just start weeping. <laughs> I'm, I was on the phone with Ella and I was eating it and it was, but like, it was delicious, Hannah. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. It was juicy. It was crispy. The the skin it, it it encased the chicken breast and hovered just above it. So it was just so rich and good and just salty and mouthwatering. I mean, thinking about the chicken now okay. is mouthwatering. Okay. So I don't realize how much danger I'm in until oh like God. well into the second chicken breast. Whoa. Wait, wait, wait. So how do you
0: go about eating the first breast when, in fact, your mouth is numb? <laughs> I think that's part of it. So you're like, uh, just going to feel the pain and we're going to do this.
1: Yeah, because you're like, whoo, that's hot. Hacha. Hippity ha. Okay. Mm, <laughs> but it's so delicious. Ha. Whew, hot Hot. Mm, so delicious. Oh. And so then, it's one of those where you have to keep going or you die. Yes, <laughs> So delicious, and I'm like dipping it in the blue cheese, and just like I'm drinking this chicken. It's so good. I'm just like I'm i mom. Halfway through the second one, my stomach starts to just cramp, and I'm like, Oh my god, this is really really hot. By the end of the third one, all the chicken's gone, so that's good. But I have made a really really bad mistake. So at 6 a.m. the next day, when I was getting oh ready for my flight, whoa, 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 okay. So you've
0: eaten the chicken. What's your getting-to-bed routine now? Are you like, well, that's not going to
1: hurt later? (laughs) I've never experienced pain as a result of food, only drinking. You Mm -hmm. know, maybe like food poisoning. But basically, I'm just like, I drink water and go to bed. Next day, I wake up, fine and dandy. Everything's great. Till I get to the airport. I don't ever shit myself. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know what the warning signs are. I don't. I've never done it. I'm not, you know, I've never had food run through me. You oh, know, some people are like, Mexican food, Indian food to eat. It's all so hot. It runs right through me. Never had that happen until the Tulsa airport where I had three separate full sessions of butt fire <laughs> of hot, hot, hot. Oh, God. Did you have to put your underwear in shit. the place where you it put like so- used
0: tampons and stuff? <laughs>
1: I was like, I felt like I was doing like a spiritual cleanse. Like I was sweating. Oh, God. Uh I think I was drooling at one point. Like it was so, it was awful, Hannah. But honestly. Oh, God. I mean, it really was the best chicken I've ever had. (laughs) Or straight up, though. Like, I think we're well, going to have a Nashville style. I mean, we might get some for the wedding. I mean, it was the best. Chicken <laughs> I mean, it was so good, Hannah. If it was here, I would do it again. <laughs> like, and I would just be like, tomorrow's going to suck. I mean, I hadn't even made it. You have to remember, it was like six or seven o'clock in the morning when I was at the airport, like walking around, mm-hmm. around for my flight. could you imagine if I had been on the plane when oh, this
0: happened? That would have been like something that would be funny Five years from now, but in the moment would be like the worst thing to ever happen.
1: Especially because, Uh, oh my God. Oh my God. Anyway, long story short though, yeah, (laughs) really good chicken. You know, have you, has any spicy food ever made you, I've never had that reaction to spicy food in my life just once actually when I was in college I
0: remember I had some very authentic Indian food and then I was fine but then for three nights in a row in the middle of the I night hallucinated I would have to, I, would have to <laughs> I had to wake up and go to the bathroom and I just remember feeling like so awful like like you're nauseous yep but it's your butt it's yep. butt nausea and
1: it's your butt like, <laughs> Is somehow also like a lawn sprinkler where it's like, like I think I had to uh, had to, I had is to change the bathrooms. grossest episode we've ever done. <laughs> I had to change bathrooms because I was so because you know at airports there's like the gate is right next to the bathroom, so every time you walked mm. in, it's like, well there she goes again. So I walked <laughs> back and forth across the terminal while like power walking while like physically clenching my, my sphincter together, you know, <laughs> yes. hot, oh. hot, 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 hey, man. Dude,
0: Hannah Hart, you should write a little book. That's just about your poop adventures.
1: Dude, it's too <laughs> soon. Okay. I just wrote a book that nobody wanted. I'm sorry. Please give me, give oh, me like, sorry. give me like a couple months till I write the next book. Nobody wants. <laughs> okay.
0: Okay, guys, so laughter aside, we do want to talk about perfectionism today, and it's going to yeah. be kind of uh, intense and uh, serious as it normally is, but I have done yeah. some rituals and meditations so that I will not spin out in a crazy manner. just want you to know if it gets really intense, you can totally stop listening. That is fine. Okay, oh, here we yeah. go. Yeah. So uh, we're getting into the really important stuff. We're going to talk about... <laughs> I can't even say... <laughs> game of thrones characters and their perfectionistic behaviors (laughs) yay clap 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 cue those sweet
1: sweet beats
0: yeah i did not do meditations or rituals
1: (laughs) how dare you lie to me oh my goodness my my morning here at the four seasons has been spent in the following ways uh i woke up literally hannah i'm gonna give you the exact play-by-play of my morning I woke up. I went and got an 80 minute massage. Oh my I God. Came back upstairs and had a smoothie. Then I took a bath. And I sent you pictures of my bath. (laughs) Yes, you did. They were so cute. (laughs) And now I have returned. So I feel fully prepared to talk about each of these Seven Kingdoms characters and their perfectionistic tendencies. Since all of my devices have rebelled against me, though, Gelb, you're going to have to like lead the way on this because I can't open to anything or touch anything without uh, something crapping out.
0: Totally, totally, dude. I am so happy to do that for you. And also, I feel a little bit smug
1: (laughs) because I remember when
0: you were like, it's all Google now all the way, baby. (laughs) Anyways. uh, (laughs) I'm sorry, Google, if you're listening to this. You're, you know, you do some good stuff. Okay, so we're going to talk about these characters and their behaviors and underlying beliefs. I'm going to go ahead and say... We're probably also going to get into their other kinds of not just perfectionistic type things, but like other crazy things that might be motivating
1: them because they're all there. OK, let's start with. We should say, if you have not seen the most recent episode of Game of Thrones, just stop listening. Thank you. I will <laughs> yes. see, we'll see you next week. We'll see you there... next week. <laughs> Yes, there will be spoilers. There will be spoilers.
0: And also apologies to that one earbud who tweeted at me and was like, Hey, before you talk about Game of Thrones, say you're going to talk about it. Because I didn't know. So this is for you. Yay, here we go. Oh, I want to start with this one because it's just so
1: rich and uh uh viserys targaryen Ooh, oh my god danny's older brother
0: yes we haven't seen him in a long time because he died way back in season
1: one he's so fucking dead he's real dead but he was also all kinds of crazy that, i mean i think that one's a little too easy to start with because he's like look he wants to be the king he's the he's i mean go Well, will be out here go ahead talk to me about viserys <laughs> well no i i mean
0: i completely agree it's like i wouldn't say he's a perfectionist i think he has a uh he has delusions of grandeur uh and also um like possibly narcissist disorder like and just a very uh inflated ego and sense of importance in the world Mm -hmm. he kind of has that magical quality of like being totally incompetent and useless, but thinking
1: the opposite? Mm-hmm. Some
0: some political leaders come to mind. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, looking at our list, I actually want to start at the top of it with Robert Baratheon, oh. the, fat, the, the first king himself. So in my mind, I think Robert Baratheon's perfectionistic behaviors are he sees everything in black and white, you know, because he's like, kill all the Targaryens. This one is supposed to be mine. Good. He ran off. So this is black and white. And I also think that he. Uh, has an underlying value and belief that he is entitled to do whatever he wants all the time. But that's probably just his deep internalized um, sorrow. You know what I mean?
0: Totally. He kind of reminds me of like previous supervisors I've had who are like, I get all the gold, but I do the littlest amount of work. Yeah. Um, yeah. I totally agree. Also, because like, remember when Ned Stark was like, dude, you cannot kill this innocent girl. And then Robert Baratheon was like, you're basically being a traitor right now. It's like, no, man, it's not that
1: simple. He loves you mm-hmm. like a brother. He's just trying to like mm-hmm. talk a little sense into you, man. Into your crazy freaking brain. So that to me is very black and white thinking. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to find. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where is that list of perfectionist behaviors? <laughs> we okay, are wait, here's prepared. Fun one Yes. What about Cal Drogo? I don't think he's a perfectionist. Oh, Cal he Drogo, hes perfect. He's perfect. Mm-hmm. He's just perfect in every way.
0: <laughs> oh my god. Uh, okay, Jamie I'm going Lannister. In, I'm, I'm going into my mind now for a second with Cal Drogo, and I need a moment.
1: Okay. Oh yeah, take your take your time, bro. <laughs> Moving on from Mr. Robert Baratheon to Jamie Lannister. Here's the thing: I think that Jamie Lannister, hmm. I think that his perfectionistic behaviors... I guess it would only be not knowing when to stop. Like, Jamie... (laughs) Cersei is a bad lady. But then again, here we are, season eight, and Jamie apparently has abandoned Cersei finally, and all it took was multiple, multiple murders and plots and years and years of mental manipulation. So Jamie finally was like, hey, if you're going to choose to side with literal death zombies, I'm good. You know? Yeah, dude. And man,
0: isn't that just so true to life? It, sometimes you really have to be backed up into a corner before you're like, Okay, I got to do something. (laughs) I'd say he was avoiding the situation as well, you know? like He was like, wow, this causes me great unrest every day, how incredibly insane you are. However, I'm going to hang in there until you literally threaten to kill me with your giant zombie manservant.
1: (laughs) And I'm going to take my beautiful face and get the fuck out of here. So all it took was for him to lose one hand. Oh, oh, wait. (laughs) Question: Do you do you think that Brienne of Tarth? Yes. Oh man, I'm gonna get so multi layered here. Here we go. <laughs> Jamie is at his core, of course, a knight. He is mm. a knight of the realm. He mm. wants to serve. He wants to serve the Seven Kingdoms so much so that when he killed the king and became Kingslayer, it was to save the people and to serve the Seven Kingdoms. He did that. Mm. That was his cross to bear. Mm-hmm. But he got the name Kingslayer. Then he meets someone like Brienne of Tarth, who has never had it easy. You know, Jamie was like, I want to be a knight. And it was like, mm. okay, beautiful Jamie. <laughs> what are we in, Oliver, all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, pretty much, pretty much. Please, sign like, I okay, want okay, some I want some more. I want to be a knight. And it's like, okay, Jamie, here, let's open all the doors of privilege for you. Mm. So then when he meets someone like Brienne of Tarth, who no one supported, who has lived her life as a knight without ever getting the title, uh, without ever getting any of the accolades, without ever getting any of the benefits. And literally being scorned and ridiculed at every turn. I think that meeting Brienne showed Jamie what the person he truly wanted to be actually looked like. Oh, yeah,
0: dude. You know, I gotta say, I ship them. I really do. I (laughs) I do too.
1: I just, Jamie does have, I think he has a good heart. He's good heart, but his perfectionistic behavior was really stopping him. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. We, we here at Hanalyze This can make anything apply to anything. Let's get right to it and answer the question. What would you do if you could switch lives with the other Hannah for a day?
0: Bum, this is, I, I, who, who, you deserve a Nobel Prize question asker. This is such a good question. It's a good And I can't remember ever have never question. thought
1: about it before. I've never even thought about it. <laughs> really? <laughs> you know what I would do? <laughs> <laughs> what would you do, Hannah
0: <laughs> I see what you did there. I would wear a lot of blazers Ooh. because since I am a large... Breasted woman, when I wear a blazer, I don't like the way it looks. I feel like I look like, um, basically Mrs. Umbridge, Miss Umbridge, <laughs> just like very kind of like top heavy and, and box like. Uh, mm-hmm. and hey, if you're a large breasted woman out there and you're wearing blazers, fucking yeah, rock on.
1: Yeah, I, I just on. would love for
0: one day to have that like Shane mm-hmm. from the
1: L word, like very sleek silhouette.
0: Titlet- yeah. Titlessness. T- <laughs> titlessness. <laughs> you're yeah. like, what you're describing is titlessness.
1: T- uh, it's a, it's a known as titlessness. Yeah. Um, yeah, man. But, you know, there are stylish blazers for uh, big-breasted women. Linnea wears blazes- blazers all the time, but she has to find very specific cuts. Yeah, but... but I think that's true for all blazers, man. You know? Oh, so, anyway, just- if you were me for a day, you'd be wearing blazers. hmm I would also sing a lot because you have a beautiful voice.
0: Oh, so do you, buddy. Uh, but mine's very boring and like not soulful. You know, it's like I have like a pretty voice because I sang in choir, but not like I'm going to go out in the street and fucking busk for money. You know what oh, I mean? Geez. That's what I would do if I were you, Hart. I would go out in the street. I would wear a blazer. I would busk. I'd be like, hello,
1: world. <laughs> hello, world. Oh, <laughs> Hannah, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, man. I- no, that's a, that's a great way to spend the day. Yeah. I love that. I'd be would like, you tell Ella that you were Hannah Gelb in Hannah's body? That's an excellent question.
0: I didn't really think about the well, real world implications. Uh, the answer is immediately
1: yes. The <laughs> fact that
0: we've taken so long well, to do in Well, in my fantasy, I would just avoid that situation altogether.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, then you'd be like a little, you'd be a little pixie, go out to a straight bar and mm-hmm. be me. Oh my God, you could get some poon tang so fast <laughs> oh god it's oh a... and then I could be
0: surprised too when people walk up to me you know and they're like Hannah Hart and I'd be like oh
1: yeah, oh, 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 it's me Hannah Hart oh, oh. I love it because it was you doing my impression of your voice
0: oh <laughs> hey. Oh, it's excellent! Excellent. Yeah. Uh, and hey, I'd see what it's like to be five one. i I'm 5'4". 5'4". Sorry, 5'1". That's ridiculous.
1: 5'4". Any, anybody who's above height the height of five five or five six thinks anyone that's not five six is five one. It's and it true. Is maddening. You,
0: ju- you you mean dude? You called it. It's
1: exactly I you true. Out. That's true. You're like, what are you five one? <laughs> all the same to me. Uh Tiny. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I'm going to do a little doodle sketch of me, uh, uh, you as me, on the street, busking for money. Oh my Uh, god, yay. yay. Okay, so what would you do, Hannah Hart, if If I were were I? If I woke up and I was Hannah Hart, me, inside Hannah Gelb, life and body, I would get up and I'd be like, okay, got a lot to do, and only. Sunrise to sunset to do it. So i get dressed. First, go to my job. Quit it. Bye everybody! I, Hannah Gelb, I'm quitting my job. Yeah, I'm gonna take all my stuff. I'm not, uh, no two weeks notice, peace. Or actually, this is my two weeks notice because by sunset you'll be in your body again. So, it's fine. so say, you're like, how fun dealing notice. with that? Uh huh. Then I'd pack all your stuff. Mm hmm. Mm-hmm. Then I'd go to your bank account and empty it. <laughs> then I would take I'd take all of it to Los Angeles. <laughs> and I'd say, Hannah Gelb, I know it's you in there. And you would be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> oh, oh, my heart. God. You
0: guys couldn't see it, but Hannah Hart was, like, playing a banjo while saying that. But, <laughs> what like, are in, you talking in, about? In a
1: very very hey, you hear Here, way. Galvin, you can take a screenshot, and then they can see it. <laughs> oh, okay,
0: yeah, wait. Uh,
1: what are you talking about? Also, why do we sound like a horse? We? <laughs> yeah, no, it got definitely too horsey there. Um, I'm you now. I quit your job. I left just enough clothes for your two weeks notice. You will get the rest of your money and belong. I'm gonna hide your money and belongings. <laughs> oh, I like it. And then I would force you to move. Yay. I love how but, you're like, I'm gonna be
0: controlling in your body. <laughs> yeah. I'm a glad to get done and only. Is to Wait, do it. so I kinda wanna extend the parameters of this question. What would we do when we saw each other in each other's bodies?
1: I think I honestly would be like, what are you, like five one? <laughs>
0: And I would probably be like, so what's it like to have boobs? I'd be like, this is crazy. <laughs> I would just walk around holding your boobs and be like, these are so heavy. I feel so
1: tired. You probably would be so unaccustomed to like this. I would like, just be knocking into things. Wow. Oh, my God, Hannah. And you would just be jumping up and down, like jumping onto furniture, and then off. You'd be doing push-ups. Dang. Right? Mm-hmm. You'd be wearing really tightly bound shirts. I don't know. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, what a fascinating. Maybe I should write a short story. Maybe we should write a joint short story about this. It's just Maybe an interesting I idea. wish that,
1: you know what's so such a bummer. I just had the thought and it caused me a little little legitimate pang of sadness. What? I was like, "Oh no. We'll never be able to do that." <laughs> Oh, uh, wasn't it wonderful to take a stroll down memory lane? What are some of your favorite episodes? Please let us know. What do you guys hope to see for season three? Season we? Season free? Who knows? What are we going to do next year? Survive it. Then maybe thrive in it. I hope so. And I hope that you have really enjoyed being here with us along the way. Until then, my friends, uh, the maybe next year we'll figure out what the end note will be, you know? Maybe it's like... Kiss, kiss.